Are you ready for the message today? We're in our series, Inside Out Living. So if you get your sermon notes out and open up your Bibles, you can open up your YouVersion app and follow along with your sermon notes on there as well. Let's open up our Bibles to 2 Corinthians chapter 4. 2 Corinthians chapter 4. We just do that because we're happy about the Bible. Hope you're a little happier than you sounded. <laughs> 2 Corinthians chapter 4. Inside out living. We're talking about several things today that we're going to touch on that I think are tremendous helps to us in our relationship with God. And one thing that has helped me in, as I've grown and continue to grow and desire to keep growing is to begin to distinguish between who I am on the inside, my inner man, versus my outer man. And we've talked about that compare and contrast. We've talked about feeling some, and, and some could hear it and think that I'm against feelings or talking about that uh, we got to ignore feelings. I'm not against feelings any whatsoever. I think they were given to us by God. We were created with emotions, and, and there's nothing wrong with having feelings. What we're talking about is making sure we don't live a life where our feelings control our condition, where our, con where our emotions and our feelings start to define or locate who we are and where we are. I'm going to have some feelings, but I don't want my feelings to determine my condition in my life because how many knows our feelings go up and down? They do. Sometimes they go up and down within the hour, within the minute. <laughs> Sometimes you were feeling awesome, and then you get a text. You're like, whoa, your feelings went from way up here to what happened? And it can happen in even very serious moments. So we can have a feeling where we feel great, and then you get a message that something happened to a, fa a family member, a loved one, or a friend, and all of a sudden you went from feeling incredible, top of the world, to feeling really down. Sir, feelings are, are all over the board, so it's okay to have them. They're natural, but we just don't want to be led by them. So that's what we're going to talk about today, and, and the Bible has a lot to say about this, and I know we've looked at these scriptures uh, already, but I, I want to show some things that I think will help us, some things that, that God kind of spoke to me about some more, and I just like reading and, and seeing what he's pulling out that may speak to us. So look at verse 16 in 2 Corinthians chapter 4. It says, therefore... We do not lose heart even though our outward man is perishing, yet the inward man is being renewed day by day. For our light affliction, which is but for a moment, is working for us a far more exceeding and eternal weight of glory. While we do not look at the things which are seen, but at the things which are not seen. For the things which are seen are what? Temporary. But the things which are not seen are what? Eternal. So now let's go back to verse 16. It says, therefore, we do not lose heart. And we've talked about what that means. And we don't want to become afraid or become discouraged or allow our feelings to cause us to become something that we're not supposed to be. And that's what it's talking about. doesn't mean we won't ever feel those things. It just means that we don't become those things. We've talked about that. So you can pick that up. But I want to look at the next part. It says, even though our outward man is perishing, yet the inward man is being renewed day by day. And I want to highlight just two three-letter words that I think really need to be uh, emphasized here for us to distinguish that we have an inner man, who we are, and we also have an outer man. Notice what he says, even though our outward man, our, our outward man. Now, we're talking about who we are versus something we have. If I would say our shoes, would that be who we are or something we have? Something we have. 
If I would say our watch or our clothes or our car, all those are things outside of us that we have. Now, it could be something that we wear. Our clothes is something, uh, something we have on, but it's not who we are. Our outer man, so our outer man is something we have, but it's not who we are. So we need to separate that. We need to distinguish my outer man, my physical nature, my body, my, my, my natural realm me. The part of me that was created for this natural world is my outer man. It's still valuable. It still has a place. It still has an importance. You know, I need my outer man to mow the yard. I'm not calling on my inner man to mow the yard for me. My outer man's going to do that. There's some value to our natural being. That's what, but I want you to see the distinguishing factor here. Our outer man, something we have, and then it says the inward man. So if I say our something, that's possession, that's something we have, but the speaks to who we are. The inward man, it's, some, it's, it's talking, it's describing who they are. So now we put that distinction in here. So it starts to saying, even though our outward man is perishing, now, the word perishing means that it's gradually wasting away, gradually decaying. Our outward man is perishing, but the inward man is being renewed. Now, let's, let's compare those. The, what does it mean to be renewed? Look what it says there in your notes. I gave it to you. To renovate, restore life, vigor, or activity, to cause to grow up new, new strength, new nature, different from the usual, impressive, better than the old, superior in value. We could just trump everything by just saying superior. It's new, something new growing. So notice what happens here in your Bible. It says, even though our outward man is perishing, your Bible's not pretending. Our outward man, our natural man, how many knows that it is perishing? You get a little older, you realize that your outward man is perishing. That's what it says. It is getting older. In our natural realm, because of the, uh, and again, this could get a little deeper than we want to go right now, but because of the fall of man and because of sin, because of humanity, our, our outward man is perishing. In other words, there is an end to our natural man right now. There's an end to that. So how many knows that we believe, we put all, we, I don't have any trouble convincing you that your outward man is perishing. Y'all everybody believe that? It doesn't mean it's like right now. I'm just saying it is getting older. Some of you get nervous. Like I'm not. (laughs) Outward man is perishing. So if our physical nature and outward is getting older, can we just say that? It's getting older. But notice if we believe that, then we need to also believe the next part of the verse, yet the inward man is being renewed. The outward man is perishing, fact. I get that natural, but the inward man is being renewed. It doesn't say it, we hope it does. We say it is being renewed. So I began to think about this. I said, Lord, okay, so what are you, what are you trying to point out to me? He said, notice how we don't have any problem believing that our outward man is declining. But we have trouble believing that our inward man is renewed every day. He said, why is that? I said, like God asking me a question like I'm supposed to tell him something he doesn't know. So I'm like, I don't know. Tell me what you're trying to say. He said, the problem is you use your five-sense realm to validate the point that your outward man is perishing. In other words, what we see, feel, hear, taste, touch, smell, 
I feel, you feel pain, okay? I feel, I'm getting, I feel getting out of bed. I feel, I feel it. So I use my five sense realm. I know that my outer man is declining over time. I sense that. I feel that. I see that in, in whatever. You see it. He said, the problem is, is you're trying to use your five sense realm also to validate that your inward man is being renewed. We use our, our five sense realm and we have no problem. If I say, hey, everybody know that we're getting older. Amen, we all know that. But if I would say, hey, and your inward man is renewed every day. Well, I don't feel renewed. The reason we don't feel renewed is because we're trying to use a five sense realm measuring stick on an inner man, supernatural, spiritual truth. In other words, I can't wait to feel renewed. I got to believe I is renewed. I know that's not good grammar, but it sounds better coming out of my mouth. I, I, I got to understand that even though my outward man may not feel good, my inward man is renewed every day. But the problem is we're waiting to feel God before we'll validate God. We do it all the time. Would you feel God? I felt the Lord in there. And that's okay, I understand. There's times we can feel his presence, but if we start living like that all the time, when we don't feel him, we'll question whether he's there. I just didn't feel his presence this morning. So we'll wonder, was he there? Oh, absolutely, he's there. Absolutely. So we gotta be careful that I don't try and justify or validate the presence of God based on my five sense realm. This is the reason, this is the reason for this teaching. My outward man is one area, but my inward man is something different. So I don't wait to feel close to God. I believe I am close to God. Here's what's the problem. We want to disqualify our relationship with God based on how we feel that day. I just don't feel like God answered, here's my prayers today. I just don't feel like, I don't feel like I deserve God. I don't feel like worshiping God. So we judge our inner man relationship with God based on our outer man feeling. Here's the danger. On our best day, on our best day, we will never deserve the presence of God. So we can't wait to feel God. We got to make a choice. Which one are we going to believe? We going to partner with the perishing or are we going to partner with the renewal that's going on in our heart? In other words, it's like this. You need to have, we need to have the audacity to go against your feelings and believe what God says about you. This is something that God's saying to me about reminding me of this teaching that there's times where you don't feel like you're there with God. You know what I'm talking about? You just don't feel like you're in the groove or something. You're, you're like something's missing. Or, but doesn't matter how you feel, you got to go to the inner man and start to believe what God says. So I get up this morning and, and uh, I was kind of tired. So I'm on my way driving, driving to church and I just begin to say, God, I just thank you that you are madly in love with me. Thank you that your presence is in me, that you're filling me, that your anointing is in my life. I just thank you that we are thick as can be. Thank you that we're tight, we're united. I just thank you, Lord, that you are with me today. My outer man didn't agree with any of that. <laughs> didn't agree with any of that, but we can't wait on that. And this is what he's talking about. Even though our outward man is perishing the inward man is being renewed. So I'm going to ask us the question, which one are you believing? You're believing the outer man feeling or the inward man truth? God says you're new every day with God. When you wake up with God, you may say, well, I didn't, I didn't pray enough. I didn't read enough. So I don't feel close to God. It doesn't matter how you feel close to God. Believe close to God. 
I'm not saved by my works. I'm saved by grace through faith. So I'm just going to put myself in relationship with God based on what he says about me, not how I feel. We're disqualifying our prayer life sometimes based on how we feel. We'll un- Am I talking to the right people? See, sometimes, <laughs> maybe I'm just talking about myself. Sometimes I, we'll disengage from prayer because we don't feel like it. Too many times we want to get a wump pumped up and worked up before we're really engaged in prayer. You just need to start praying to God like he's your father and just talk to him and realize my emotions do not have to be involved. My inner man is involved and I receive the truths of God's word in my life. Too many times we're unplugging like, well, I don't, I don't feel it. I'm getting tired. I don't want to read my Bible because every time I read my Bible, I fall asleep. Bill Johnson said something the other day that just I love so much. He said, you know what? I have never been upset with my kids when they fell asleep in my arms. You think God's mad at you because you fell asleep reading the Bible? <laughs> you think he's going to be, oh, how dare you? <laughs> he's not going to do that. If you're going to fall asleep praying, praying and reading your Bible, that's going to be the best thing you can do to end your night. But the devil will try and say, oh, you, if you're going to fall asleep, you might as well not even read it. So instead, you'll fall asleep scrolling through your news feed. Okay, go on. Let's go on. Go on. For, <laughs> ah, therefore, we do not leave his heart. <laughs> I like this part. Even though our outward man is perishing, yet the inward man is being renewed day by day. I was reading through this, and, and God just highlighted that even though our outward man is perishing, yet the inward man is being renewed day by day, even though he's not saying it's not happened, even though on the outside things look like they're getting worse, yet on the inside something's changing. Even though something doesn't look good to you on the outside, doesn't sound good on the outside, doesn't look, it looks like it's getting worse, even though yet... Here's what God spoke to my heart. He said, Chad, you need to have a yet for every even though. Every even though that you see with your eyes or hear with your ears, you need to have a yet that you're going to say, even though I feel this way, yet I believe God is working on the inside. Even though it looks like it's getting worse, yet I believe what God says about me. Even though they say it'll never happen for me, yet I stay focused on what God says. Every even though you have to have a yet. I didn't say a yeti, you got to have a yet. See, because the, the devil's going to give you an even though, and you got to answer back with a yet. So too many times we're not answering with a yet, we're just concentrating on the even though. Even though this is getting, yeah, you're right, it is getting worse. Oh man, I don't know what I'm going to do. Even though, yeah, where's our yet? Where's our yet? Where's your yet going to come from? Even though, outer man. Yet, inner man. Yet's not going to come from your outer man. Your outer man's going to agree with the even though. Your outer, outer man's going to go, yep, that's what's happening. Yeah, but it probably won't. The odds are stacked against you. That's outer man. But my inner man can say, yet, <laughs> I'm not looking at the outside. I'm looking at the inside, what God has told me. Here's what David said in Psalm 42, 5. Why are you cast down, O my soul? And why are you disquieted within me? Hope in God, for I shall yet praise him for the help of his countenance. Even though something is coming against me, yet something greater is working on the inside of me. This is what's going to help us in our walk with Christ. We're going to have some even those. It's all right, it's going to happen, but I've got to have an answer with a yet. 
I feel this way, yet I believe this way. I feel this way, yet I believe what God says. And that's what he's telling us. Even though our outward man is perishing, yet the inward man is being renewed day by day. Your inward man is superior to your outward man. The yet of your inward man is superior than what is happening on the outside. But you will not feel it. You have to believe it. As we grow in our relationship with God, we've got to get off the feeling train again as far as leading us because God is not going to speak to our feelings. He's going to speak to our spirit. So we can't wait to feel it. We've got to to choose to believe it. Now look at the next verse, verse 17. We're going to compare and contrast outer man and inner man in this. It says, for our light affliction, which is but for a moment. Light affliction for a moment. Now is this outer man or inner man? Light affliction and a moment. The moment speaks of time. So anything that has to do with time is temporary. It's not eternal. So light affliction is for a moment. It didn't say how long your moment was, but it does tell me that it has a time stamp on it. So here's the encouraging part. This light affliction. What does affliction mean? Here's what it says there in your notes. Pressure, oppression, stress. Anybody felt any of these things in their life? Anguish, tribulation, adversity, affliction, crushing, squashing, squeezing, distress. That's a lot. Where is that coming against? Your outer man or your inner man? Your outer man. Light affliction for a moment. So pressure, stress, anxiety, all this stuff is coming against your outer man. You're like, Chad, what does that matter? If I know where it's coming against my outer man, my outer man is something I have. It's not who I am. So now, am I pressured or stressed or filled with anxiety? No, my outer man may feel it, but it's not who I am. What am I helping us with? You've got an internal resource to override external pressures. You've got an internal resource that is un... <laughs> the enemy cannot tap. The born-again, renewed spirit, he cannot get to it. From that spirit, we have an internal resource. Pressure comes against my outer man. Is stress going to come? Yeah. Is pressure going to come? Yeah. Are trials going to come? Are challenges going to come? Yes. But if I know they're coming against my outer man and I have another resource to push back... Too many times we allow pressure to push from the outside and we don't apply any pressure from the inside. Too many times it's pressure outside in and we're not applying pressure inside out. We gotta allow the pressure of what, you ever, you ever seen like a pressure cooker? You put that chicken in there and you seal the lid down tight and you start putting the fire to it, put a little water in there. Don't forget to water. Put some water in there. Sorry, I forgot that. Put the water in there. You put the flame to it. The heat starts coming on the outside. Pressure starts building on the inside. This is what happens. When the enemy thinks he's coming against you on the outside and turns up the heat in your life, you got to realize that you got something cooking on the inside. And what's cooking on the inside, he is only... I'm getting ahead of myself right here. But he is only hurting his own cause and helping my cause. Uh, hold your thought there. I gotta, 
No, I'm, I'm right there. I'm right there right now. So good. Thank you, Lord. I'm right there. See, because look at the next part of the verse. I knew he must have been leading me there for a reason. This light affliction, which is but for a moment, is working for us. Working for us. That word working means to do something with success, thorough, to accomplish. God spoke this to my heart. He said, hey, the light affliction in your life, that affliction, again, means pressure, resistance, stress. He said it'll either work for you or work against you. Working it. (laughs) This light affliction is working for us, working for us, working for us. So I began to meditate on that. I'm like, Lord, what are you talking about? uh, Pressure, trials, stress coming against us. How can it be working for us? And he said, okay, here's the thing. I want to drop on you. He said, you got to remember this. (laughs) Pressure, stress, trials, they will not cause you to grow. Hang on, stay with me. Trials will not cause you to grow. Pressure, tribulation, stress will not cause you to grow. Let me give you an analogy. It's going to bring this home. You're like, where are you going with this? If you're going to lift weights and exercise, the weight itself does not cause you to grow. You can lay on a bench and they can unrack the weight. And if you don't apply any force, that weight will crush you. You will not grow a bit. The weight will be there, your desire to grow will be there, but it will crush you. What causes you to grow is when you release force against the pressure. When you release force against the pressure, that causes you to grow. Trials won't cause me to grow, but when I release the internal force against that pressure on the outside, look out, devil, you're cooking something on the inside. You think it's pressure against me, but you're really working for me. But if I just lay there and say, oh, it's too heavy, it's just trials coming against me, it will crush me. It will ruin me. The devil just pound me and pound me. The trial will not cause me to grow. What causes me to grow is when I say, huh, I ain't going out like that. What's inside of me is greater than what's on the outside. And I'm going to release my force, godly force, on the inside of me against the pressure of the enemy. And I'm going to cook my chicken. (laughs) And that's what he's talking about. The light affliction for a moment is working for you. Why is it working for you? A far more exceeding eternal weight of glory. It's because God has deposited something on the inside of you and he wants to refine it. He wants to refine it by this process. He says pressure and stress issues are gonna come against you, but when you release your force, you're starting to do reps spiritually. When the enemy comes against you, his goal is to crush you. God's goal is to grow you. So now we realize the difference in whether I'm going to grow or not is my ability to release the force. But it says it's a light affliction. It's a light affliction. You're like, Chad, my, my affliction's not very light. Light is a comparison word. It's all relative. We do this all the time. We could say someone is strong until you get them aside somebody that's way stronger. I could say, Lucas is strong for his age. I say, boy, he's really strong. But you compare him with someone who's 13, he's not very strong. 
You could say someone is rich until you get them around somebody that's way richer. Well, they're not very rich at all. It's all relative. So that, what he's saying, it's a light affliction. There's again, God just started to encourage me with this. The reason we get discouraged in our affliction is because we measure it against the wrong weight. I won't call it a light affliction if I'm measuring it against my own strength. I won't call it a light affliction if I'm measuring it against other people. I've got to measure it against the eternal weight of glory. So in other words, the pressure coming against me, what the enemy's trying to do in my life, or you know, just struggles, challenges, whatever it may be, if I measure the, uh, the uh, effectiveness of those things against my own ability, I will call them heavy, they're too much for me, I can't take it, but if I will measure them against the eternal weight of glory on the inside of me, in comparison, they are light. What's coming against me is light compared to the weight of what is in me. (laughs) The glory of God is a word that literally means heavy. So when you put the glory of God, whoa, I'm just saying that because this God's speaking something to me. He takes us from glory to glory to glory the glory of Christ within you. We could do a study on the glory of God that's inside the believer. The weight of the glory of God compared to the affliction, this affliction becomes light compared to the glory that is within you. And this is what God's saying. You will not call this light as long as you're measuring it against yourself, but if you'll measure it against the glory of God. If you'll measure it against what God has put inside of you, then you'll look at that and you'll go, what? Is that the best you've got? I've got the weight of the glory of God weighting me down. And this is what God's telling us. But we gotta look to the right man. As long as I look to the outer man, I'll never see the weight of the glory. I'll see Chad's frailty. I'll see Chad getting tired. I'll see Chad getting discouraged. I'll see my emotions. I'll see my feelings. And I'll ask my feelings and my emotions whether I have the weight of the glory or not. If we want to ask our feelings and our emotions whether we have the weight of of the glory of God or not, then we are using a five sense realm thing to measure a supernatural thing. We can't do it. Can't do it. But this is what he says. We say our light affliction for a moment is working a far more exceeding eternal weight. What God is doing inside of you, it's far exceeding what the enemy's trying to do against you. In other words, we need to be encouraged that no matter what comes against us in life, God has equipped you far above everything you need to make it through what you're going through. Chad, how do I know whether I'm going to make it through this? Because you're going through it. How do I know I'm going to make it? Because you're in it. If I'm in it, I'm in it to win it. I'm going to make it through. Why? Not because of me. Not because of my glory. Because of Christ in me. The eternal weight of glory. So now we've got to realize that comparison. Let me, let me give you another scripture. Uh, John chapter 16. John chapter 16. We'll come back. Hold your finger there in 2 Corinthians. John 16. Look at verse 33. He says, These things I have spoken to you that in me you may have peace. In me, that's Jesus talking, it's in the red. In the world, natural realm, you will have tribulation. 
But be of good cheer, I've overcome the world. Now let me show you something here. The word tribulation means pressure, oppression, stress. Same word as light affliction. Same word. Affliction, tribulation, same word. All right? So notice what he says. We can put this together. In me, in Jesus, in me, you will have what? Peace. In the world, you'll have pressure, stress, anxiety, all these things in the world. Now we are in the world, but not of the world. What part of you is not of the world, inner man or outer man? Inner man. Inner man is of God. Outer man is for the world. Our outer man is to function and operate in the world. But my inner man is eternal. My inner man is from God. So Jesus says, in me, you will have what? Peace. In me, in Jesus, is that inner man or outer man? In Jesus is inner man, spiritual. In the world, you will have tribulation. Be of good cheer. I, Jesus, have overcome the world. Are you ready for this? So here's what God's saying. If you will get in me, inner man, you will have peace in the midst of tribulation circumstances. You will be in the world, but not of the world. It doesn't mean you won't ever have problems. It'll just mean in the midst of those problems, you will have peace. You will have Jesus going to sleep in the midst of a storm peace. It doesn't mean, hey, come follow Jesus. You won't ever have any problems. You won't ever have any storms. Absolutely, we're going to have them. But in him, we will have peace. So now when I'm in the midst of a uh, troubling situation, i got to decide, which am I in? Am I in my outer man or in my inner man? If I will go in my inner man, I will have peace when everything around me is chaos. But I cannot stay in my emotions and have peace because in the world I will have tribulation, pressure, anxiety, affliction. So in those moments when I'm feeling, come on, you got to hear what I'm saying here. When you feel everything is pressure, stress, anxiety, you realize I am in the wrong man. I got to step out of him and step into the inner man. When I say man, again, it's not gender specific. So I begin to call on God say, Lord, I just thank you that I'm going to step out of the tribulation piece and I'm going to be in this situation, but I'm not going to be of this situation. I'm not, I'm not looking to get out of it. I'm not looking to pretend it's not there. I have no problems. I have no problems. I have no problems. That's not what I'm talking about. I'm saying, I see the problems, but I see something else. Verse 18, we'll close with this. Back in 2 Corinthians 4. While we do not look at the things which are seen, but the things which are not seen. Sounds like a brain teaser. For the things which are seen are temporary, but things which are not seen are eternal. For we do not look at the things which are seen, but at the things which are not seen. So Chad, here's what I think you're trying to tell me. You're telling me not to look at the things I see. but you're telling me to look at things I can't see. Right. Sounds crazy. 
And let me just encourage you with this. When you start walking in your inner man, on the outside, people's gonna think you crazy. Because you're gonna start seeing things that aren't there yet. You're gonna start hearing things that nobody's saying yet. When you begin to operate in the inner man, you look at things that others can't see. That word look is a, is a Greek word, skopeo. It's, it's, we use it for a scope. I was gonna bring my gun, but I didn't wanna freak anybody out by bringing a gun into church. <laughs> my gun's got a, got a scope on it. I was gonna bring it. Because when you look through a scope, I'm gonna need some participation over here on this side over here. I'm gonna look over here and I've got my eye closed. You know, look through a scope, you, I close one eye. And over here, I want you guys just to wave your hand at me. Go ahead and wave. Are they waving? Not you over here, the people over there. Blake, pay attention to my illustration. Okay, thank you. All right. Anybody over here on the left side, not named Blake, are you waving your hand? But I can't see them. I can't see them waving. They are waving, but I can't see them. It's happening, but I'm not looking at it. Do not look at the things you see. Look at the things that you can't see. Chad, how do I look at something I can't see? The things which are seen are what? They're temporary. The things which are not seen are eternal. Let me give you the scripture, and I'm going to give you something to look at that's eternal. 1 Peter chapter 1. 1 Peter chapter 1. And then I'll bring, I'll bring this home. Look at verse 23. It says, having been born again, not of corruptible seed, but of incorruptible through the word of God, which lives and abides forever. Forever. Is that temporary or eternal? Eternal. Forever is eternal. So is that inner man or outer man? Inner man. Because all flesh is as grass and all the glory of man as the flower of the grass, the grass withers and its flower falls away, but the word of the Lord endures. We try it again. But the word of the Lord endures now this is the word which by the gospel was preached to you. The word of the Lord endures for how long? Forever. Is that temporary or eternal? We do not look at the things which are seen because they are temporary, but we look at the things which are not seen for they are eternal. How do we look at things we don't see? Do we look at the word of God because it is eternal. So now you, you begin to scope on what God says, and when you're focused on what God says, you can't see everything else even though it's happening. When you put the scope on your target and you put the crosshairs right on what you're wanting to shoot, there's other things happening over here. There's other animals, there's trees, there's squirrels running around, but you don't see any of that because you're looking right at your target. All you see is what you're aiming at. And this is what God is saying for us, is that you have to focus on the promise of God. Are other things happening? Yep. Other things being said? Yep. Other things going on? Yep. But I'm not looking at them. I'm not pretending they're not there. I'm just not looking at them. I'm so focused on what God said, I can't see what's happening outside of that. And this is what God says, but we can't do it through the outer man, we can only do it through the inner man. Because your outer man, five sense realm. See, smell, hear, taste, and touch. And we'll get tripped up when we try and receive from God based on what we see with our outer man. Based on how we feel, 
I've got to see some results. I just believe. 